Hello, welcome to another episode by the Kenyan Wall Street Podcast. This podcast is part of the Angaza Awards segment where we talk to women who are making impact in the finance and banking sector. And today I am sitting with Joanita, Joanita Lunkusejagwe, who is an expert finance at the office of the Prime Minister, specifically, specifically the Prime Minister's delivery unit in Uganda. She was one of the top 10 finalists in the Angaza Awards. But then when she joined the Angaza Awards, she was the country head of risk and compliance at KCB Group, based in Juba in South Sudan. So Jonita and I will speak about her journey to becoming one of the top 10 finalists of the Angaza Awards. And she's also going to talk about the evolving purpose of risk management in institutions, from being a second line of defense to creating competitive advantage within business and uh, enabling strategic objectives. And then uh, we'll touch a little bit also about her career journey in development financing. Welcome to the show, Jonita. Thank you. It's my pleasure to be here. Before we start, congratulations on your new appointment. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited. I'm excited about the outlook for my new direction. Thank you. You're welcome. Now that you've just joined the new role, tell us a little bit about your general journey in career, in different positions you've occupied. What did it take to become the expert finance in the office of prime minister? Thank you. I, I'm really, I'm really uh, glad that I made it to the top 10 list. It's, it's an exciting experience and I'm thankful to the Kenyan Wall Street, Wall Street for, for really profiling us in that way and, and giving us that recognition. So about my career journey, I really currently, like mentioned in my intro, I'm the expert finance in, in the Prime Minister's Delivery Unit, which is a department within the Office of the Prime Minister in, in Uganda here. And, and just a little bit about uh, the role in my current portfolio. Uh, the purpose is uh, really is to, uh, to, to ensure that uh, there is appropriate and sufficient funding necessary to accelerate uh, the timely implementation of government initiatives. So in there, I'll support government agencies in arranging financing solutions to bridge identified gaps or, or even review uh, financing options and provide guidance on prudent sourcing for the key initiatives and projects. So what it took uh, to really uh, be allocated at this portfolio, I think, was uh, mainly about my deep roots and extended contribution in the financial service sector, as well as my professional content, and me, me being a fellow of the Association of Chartered Certified Accountants, and of course, the specialties I have in risk management, uh, which is an enabler for implementing strategic objectives as well as uh, my speciality in, in strategic planning and implementation. So the other part of my career, just to really start off, uh, my start off was in mainstream banking operations as a teller uh, with the local bank, which was Nile Bank at that time. But this bank went on to be acquired by uh, Barclays Bank Uganda, which is currently Absa Bank Uganda. I served in, in several capacities with ABSA Bank uh, Uganda from risk analysis to compliance officer, uh, risk and control rigor, and then I concluded my contribution in, in the governance and control role, uh, which was serving several functions within the business. 
I thereafter moved to a KCB group and, and I first served in the Ugandan subsidiary and I managed the operational risk management docket. Then I later got to be assigned to the international subsidiary, uh, which is in South Sudan, to really streamline and, and, and redefine uh, the risk and compliance management docket within uh, that environment and, and help the business or the group uh, really improve on its competitive advantages in, in, in an environment with a high country risk risk rating. So I really served in South Sudan for four years and it is here that I got to be profiled in the Angaza Awards. Um, throughout your career journey, who are some of the women that you have found inspiring? Um, in my career journey, I think top of the list would actually be my mother. And besides the life skills I picked from her nurturing and mentorship engagements, she was actually the person who gave me the first career guidance where she persuaded me to redirect into an accounting profession or an accounting qualification, which was which is the SCA. And I, she persuaded me to drop a flat undergraduate course that I had been admitted to at university and, and pursue an SCA qualification at an early age. And it's really this uh, qualification that has been the foundation of my content and, and value proposition for my contributions in the various uh, career placements. And I'm, I'm really proud to be affiliated to, to the SCA having uh, attained that fellowship status. The other is uh, the South African freedom fighter and icon. And, and role model who is none other than Winnie Mandela. So about Winnie, it's it's really her resilience and true to cause uh, that are really exceptional, that really continuously draw my attention. And, and I find myself uh, drawing back or uh, going back to the timelines to draw inspiration and focus. But I also draw a number of lessons from uh, women at back at home in Uganda and on, in the global space. And these women continue to inspire me and give me a reason not to lose our purpose. Right. Thank you so much for, for sharing that. Looking at the entirety of your career, uh, what are some of the bridges that you have or sort of intend to build to help more women join the finance sector? In terms of uh, the bridges I intend to uh, build, all the ones I have built before, it's really the investment I've made in the mentorship tool uh, to really reach out and contribute to the development of the girls who are at the initial stage of crafting their career journeys. And, and this really comes along with the career guidance. But in terms of uh, the outlook of the bridges I intend to make in my next journey, it is where I am seeking to, to really apply myself and influence at a macro level. And, and, and in that, I intend to enhance my impact as well as build more bridges that I shall apply to further create and generate contributing factors that will actually go on to improve the quality of life of women in business in particular. Because I'm really convinced that an investment in a woman agenda creates a multiplier effect in the well-being of society. So I am looking forward a much greater impact and I'm looking forward to creating more bridges in that aspect. And I'm very excited about the outlook and the horizon. We're also very excited about some of the initiatives that you have that sort of um, make it easier for women to access finances. Let's introspect a little bit. Again, throughout your career journey, uh, what are some of the things that you've observed or some of the organizational policy changes that you would like to see just to help um, have more women join the CSUIT level management? Um, organizational policies, um, it's like... Uh, 
I haven't been in the helping section, uh, but in terms of the proposition uh, aspect of it, uh, I, I think uh, from the top of that, I'm convinced that women bring a good balance at the top, okay? And I, I'm, I'm also convinced that today's women are even more equipped and they are very agile. So in terms of organizational policies and in terms of my propositions, I'd really uh, want to see a deliberate a policy action on, on the ratio of women to men at both the senior management level for these institutions and even in the boardroom. And, and in that way, we shall have a good balance going forward. To benefit the audience to understand, you know, the entirety of you as a person, what book are you currently reading and uh, what is your favorite book? Uh, in terms of currently reading, uh, I think I would speak to my favorite book because I keep uh, drawing to it. The nice girls uh, still don't get the corner office because it uh, it really has a real experiences that I keep uh, drawing back to. Yes, uh, and I don't mind revisiting some chapters. On to the other awards. So um, one of the things that the judges were looking at was, of course, the contributions of different women in Eastern Africa towards finance as a sector and um, the in banking also as a subsector. And the goal of sort of analyzing these achievements was to sort of celebrate them publicly um, in, in an event that's supposed to culminate on the 8th of June month. Just at a personal level, why do you think it's important that we highlight the achievements of women? I'm, I'm very glad and and I'm really hopeful and and thankful and grateful for the Angaza Awards because uh, this platform will go a long way in really neutralizing some of the stereotypes and also supporting women in in highlighting some some achievements that would rather go and recognize. But I think why it, it is important is. Uh, I think women by nature are not so much into the business of blowing their trumpets. So in my perspective, any avenue to insist on highlighting those achievements were applicable because like in the Angaza Award, we went through a session of profiling us and a session of, of, of really interviewing us. I think this purpose of highlighting the achievements and recognizing women in that aspect will really go a long way in improving that culture and also inspire those that will come after. But more importantly, it will help and support the organizational policy propositions that we vying for of creating a good balance at the top and in the boardroom. So I'm really thankful to the Ngaza Awards. Why did you apply for the Ngaza Awards, Jonita? At the time when I actually decided to apply for the Angers Awards, I, I really wanted, from my perspective, I, I really uh, looked at it as an opportunity to subject myself to an independent assessment. You know, in, in an institution, we are waiting for the end of year performance reviews and, and, and all that it goes with. I don't know, uh, these recognitions, uh, sometimes the bonuses and all that. But aside from that, uh, having an independent assessment of, of, of your contributions and impact, it's an avenue where someone seeks out to 
to look for some uh, fulfillment, some real uh, fulfillment. So myself, I really wanted to have that independent assessment of my career journeys and contributions. And, and I was like, uh, here is what I've done. And what do you think of what I've done? And and I told myself where I might successful, then I will celebrate. That is a good fulfillment. It's a good validation. And, and, and the recognition uh, really uh, creates kind of fulfillment within oneself. Yes. So well, now that now that you're here, you've been sort of you were assessed by by an independent party, and uh, you're found to be you know one of the top um, in in the region. What what were some of the things that you think put you up there? What has been your impact in the in the banking and finance sector? Um, I think uh, when I narrow that aspect to uh, the Angaza Awards, uh, in terms of what I believe uh, put me in, in the top 10 for the Angaza Awards, it, I, I really believe it's the transformations I made with KCB South Sudan in particular, because I got to be profiled when I was at the country head of risk and compliance. And I've really created a good mileage with uh, the portfolio in South Sudan, and I've really attained a good milestones in, in my executions in South Sudan. So I believe it was the transformations I made uh, with the bank in South Sudan on mainly actually on the compliance front where I averted and mitigated against all direct and indirect potential penalties and, and the reputational damage relating to the UN sanctions and the embargoes uh, because uh, you know South Sudan is a hotspot destination for most of this and in my pursuit of that I created a competitive advantage for the business and, and really enabled continued business with its international partners. So it was a, a significant contribution that I made for the subsidiary and the subsidiary was at the point where it, it really required uh, that line to be open, uh, that uh, engagement to be open and it really required uh, protection uh, against any any possible penalties in, in that direction. But I also believe I got to be profiled for the Angaza because of the community investments we made as a team while in Juba to the Juba Teaching and Referral Hospital where we procured medical equipment for the maternity section. So I think this one also gave me a milestone. But also the other contributions that I highlighted, which I made to uh, KCB Uganda, where I led a team that recovered close to 1 billion Ugandan shillings in income leakages through process reviews and uh, re-engineering uh, standard operating procedures, which was really a milestone uh, for me and my team. And it was a, a remarkable highlight for my career. This also must have helped me in scoring on the Gaza list. So those are some of the contributions that I really think the panel looked at and, and really got me some good scores. I like that you've talked about some of the team efforts that um, might have won you this award, especially your activities in South Sudan. Um, what are some of the individual efforts or individual activity engagements that you think have or rather seek to improve the well-being of women that could have also won you the Gaza Awards? From the individual, but because you'll have to uh, appreciate that as a country head of risk, I was taking up a strategic role and an executive at a strategic level of the bank and an executive uh, forum of the bank. So in me leading a team, I was uh, providing direction and, and a strategic approach. So whereas I 
maintain that we as a team, the direction and guidance really generates from myself. But beyond that, I've continuously provided I think I'll call them pro bono services uh, for financial literacy trainings to women groups back here in Uganda, uh, really tied to the category of the women in churches who form groups and, 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 and make a certain business initiatives. So uh, financial literacy trainings uh, really comes in hand. So I've been involved and engaged in uh, so many of those activities. But also beyond that, I really pride in, in the contributions we made in sourcing for the funds. Uh, we I participate though not really participated I, I I speak headed the sourcing of funds for uh, the investment we made in the Juba teaching referral hospital and I pride in that too as well thank you for, for sharing on that um now that you're already one of the top 10 finalists for the for the Angaza awards let's let's take a moment to reflect upon your journey throughout the application how was your application journey? And what do you think you would have done differently if you were given a chance to apply for a similar award? I was told about the Angas Awards through a colleague at uh, KCB Group, and it came through at a time when we were uh, preparing for our board sessions for that time. So I didn't really have a lot of time, but the Angas Awards and the kind of content they were seeking for really caught my attention. So in myself, I believe I gave it the right focus, and I think I wouldn't do so much differently other than if it was to profile me right now, or if it was to profile me in, in the next six months, what would be there, the contributions and impact would be different due to the kind of trajectory that I have sought thereafter. Otherwise, it, it wouldn't really be a different because I really applied and gave the rightful content and I gave it the right focus. So I, I'm happy with my submissions at that time. That is quite a bold statement. I, I like it. Um, what if you were talking to someone else? So, for example, um, what advice would you give to someone who is looking to apply for the next Angaza Awards, given that it's going to sort of cover a bigger scope? So we'll be expanding the awards to cover, you know, all 55 countries of Africa as opposed to just countries within East Africa. That's a good thing to, to really broaden the perspective. And to the finalists, it will come with greater fulfillment. I wish them all the good luck. In terms of advice, it's not really too much aside from a really in an authentic way, purpose to have a meaningful career and purpose to have an impactful career aside from the financial awards that come with it, apart from the other awards that come with it. But where someone purposes to have an impactful career, that would really uh, be a plus when applying for uh, these Angata Awards. Uh, aside from that, it is really to, uh, because it's now in the application process, it would really be to internalize and broadcast their contributions in whatever field of their career journey to any of them uh, profile themselves fairly to, and also uh, during the applications. Because during the applications, uh, myself, I discovered uh, some success stories I had uh, really forgotten to celebrate. And it gave me another a window of seeing myself in a different cast. So it is really to internalize and broadcast themselves fairly. And even in the process of broadcasting, it comes with uh, appreciation of, of 
time well spent of, of energies well spent so that, that's most of it but at the top of that is to purpose to have impactful careers uh, over and above other financial obligations and the other objectives that we usually uh, pursue in our careers yes now that you're one of the um, top 10 finalists within the region how do you plan to use and again i'm saying this with full recognition that this is not the first awards that you've been recognized on, or this is not the first award you're receiving. How do you plan to use being uh, a top 10 in the Gaza Awards to impact other people and advance your career? You see, I cannot uh, measure my gratefulness to the Kenyan Wall Street, Wall Street sorry, uh, but I'm really grateful because the Angaza Awards have really broaden my outlook and perspective of my career and it's the Angaza Awards profiling that really uh, propelled me into the push to, to my new direction and uh, my new purpose in, in public service and the kind of role that I have taken on in, in development finance. So mine is the Angaza Awards have really sparked something within me which is an inspiration and and this is really going to accelerate my it has already started accelerating my quest in building more bridges where others can really benefit from okay because where i see it as an inspiration and it's going to uh, help me create more impactful contributions i think that is uh, an avenue that i'm really going to apply my recognition with Angas Awards and it's really pushing me and it, it has already started pushing me and propelling me to create even more meaningful impact onto the well-being of society, more meaningful impact onto the well-being of women in particular and I'm really excited about the outlook uh, to really achieving that. Thank you so much for, for sharing that, Jonita. Maybe lastly, as we close the interview, any last words for women out there? Uh, in terms of the last words, that uh, last is uh, intimidating. But in terms of the last words, okay, um, like I mentioned in my discussions, where I also mentioned that that the Angaza words I've really picked so much in in the journey, in the experience, and in in, in the profiling, I've picked something. I've picked a lot, okay. So mine is to really um, ask the women out there to interest themselves in, in determining to pursue uh, uh, meaningful contributions in their career journeys over and above the financial and personal gains. Really interest themselves and purpose to uh, create impact for uh, the society that they are um, really operating in because it really goes a long way. It really goes a long way. That's actually all I had for this interview. And uh, I look forward to seeing you soon at the Angaza Awards. I'm looking forward to for those final celebrations. And I'm really excited and I'm really grateful to be affiliated to, to this Angaza Awards. Thank you. Um, to our listeners, that was Juanita Lumkusejagwe, who is the expert finance at the Office of Prime Minister in Uganda. Um, she was one of the top 10 finalists of the Angaza Awards. And I have to say the only finalist from Uganda, so she represents her whole country here. Um, thank you so much for tuning in and stay on the lookout for the awards. Bye.